What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and the movie I want to take a look at right now is The Other Lamb. Now, this one comes from IFC Midnight. It is directed by, and please bear with me on this pronunciation, I am trying my darndest, uh, uh, Malgorzada Zamwaska, and I, I hope that is about as, as close as it can get. It sounds, I think it sounds correct. Um, this uh, this tells the story of Sela, who is a girl that's born into a all-female cult, and it's led by a man in their compound, and she is beginning to kind of question her own reality, her purpose in the cult, and this man's teachings, and he goes by Shepard uh, in the group, but yeah, she's just kind of breaking out of that cult trance, and we're kind of seeing her journey through that process. So that's your base, that's your basic movie right there, and to be quite frank with you, that's all it gives us, but... Um, you know, going into this movie, I, I didn't really expect a lot. I saw one trailer for it. I thought it looked interesting. I'm a fan of horror films that deal with cults. Um, you know, they can be really kind of disturbing and unnerving, uh, type of storytelling. They can be visually striking sometimes, but it kind of gave off of a vibe of like The Witch and Hereditary, Midsommar, and a bunch of these recent horror films that we've seen kind of blow up in the past three to five years that's what this looked like. And I don't mind ta uh, movies taking inspiration from other movies and crafting their own vision for this type of, you know, uh, storytelling. Um, I have no issue with that. I just want to see something done with it that we haven't seen before. And that leads me into my impression of the film. I saw it, and I hate to say this, but I didn't like it at all. And it was actually frustrating to get to the, the end point where I was like, please are the credits coming up? Like, I hate when uh, I say that or when I watch a movie and I want to reach the finish line as fast as possible, but this movie definitely gave me that impression and it was just a slog to get through. I also don't think it offers anything new inside of this um, subgenre of horror. It was just kind of there. So what I will say in the positives, though, because there are there are a few things that I, I did like about it. This is not a complete uh, train wreck. That Malgorzada's uh, kind of direction and her overall vision for the film, the cinematography, was great. It, the the visual aesthetic to this thing was pleasing to the eye, and it gives and it gave off this very kind of eerie, unsettling, kind of um, unpredictable uh, nature about the film that uh, gave me the creeps sometimes. Some of the, the imagery in this really gave off like a dark, grim fairy tale look. I love the way everything was shot in the woods uh, on how she utilized trees and how she made them look like cartoonishly evil around these characters or how um, even with something as uh, elegant and pleasing as like a lake and mountains, she still managed to make it feel creepy and uh, just the way she shot everything with, you know, pushed zoom-ins or, uh, you know, canted angles or making the characters slightly off from the the third of the screen, you know, because that's where you typically, where, where you want to put people uh, when you frame them up. They're slightly off and there's something um, kind of unsettling about that, but it kind of goes with the, the uh, atmosphere of this cult and this story. So listen, cinematography-wise and the, the color grading and how everything is uh, crushed blacks and grays and, you know, just really making nature feel like a, a character within itself and how it's also uh, disturbing sometimes. Um, 
with the way uh, trees look at, at night. It's just everything about that I really did enjoy. So I have no issue with the way this movie looks. I actually do think that it complements it as best as it can, and we can go from there. The performances are actually fine to good as well. Uh, I think it's Michelle, Michael uh, Huseman. I'm going to get blasted in the comments for these pronunciations. Um, he plays Shepard, so he's the, the guy that's running this cult. He is he is quite threatening because when he comes onto screen, you know, he's very charming. You know, you want to kind of get to know him. And then as the movie progresses, you're like, yeah, he's a really dangerous cult leader. Uh, you need to get him get him out of here. But yeah, he, he was effective as someone who was a, you know, inspirational figure to these ladies. But we as an audience knew that he is a dangerous person, and then we finally got to see glimpses of that towards the end, and it's uh, quite terrifying. Raffi Cassidy, as the main uh, girl in this cult, she's good for what she is given, and I won't fault her for anything to do with the script or the way this story is kind of told. She does her best, and I will give her um, props on that. She's a, a good lead to follow. My favorite performance was actually Denise Go Gao, um... She plays Sarah, and she has been a part of this cult for quite some time, and the older you get, he kind of just doesn't pay attention to you anymore, so he pays attention to the younger people. I think you see where this is going. And so the older she gets and the more she starts snapping out of this kind of cult trance, she is you know kind of fighting back a little bit. She's talking back to the, the shepherd and uh, really kind of um, taking her stand. She actually had the best story. And the best arc as a character. And she had the more complex emotions that people are dealing with when they are, um, you know, helpless in the world. And people like the shepherd take advantage of these people, put them in this situation, and really kind of mentally and uh, emotionally torture these people. Um, you know, she was once that, but then she slowly started getting out of that. And it was nice to kind of see her snap back to reality and realize that she um, she needs to get out of this. And she's trying to tell Sella this at the same time. Like, listen, do, do not follow the same path as me. You need to get out of this. And there were a couple of moments with her character that, um, you know, I felt for. I was like, you need to get out of this. Like, you, you can definitely see the um, resistance in her eyes. You can see the regret in her eyes. And you just want to help this woman as much as you can. So she was really great. She was definitely my favorite character. Okay, all that aside, well, actually, I'll say the costume design of like the uh, the women and like the cult and like just establishing this environment for this story, it you know it gave off like eighteenth, seventeenth century, uh, like almost like I don't know, like <laughs> like for instance, like when you, when you see like the witch and the the time frame it set in the costume aesthetic, it, you know, fits that time. This, you know, it's set in modern time, but he, you know, uh, treats these women like they're they're in the the eighteen hundreds, and so they dress accordingly and everything like a cult. Everyone's dressed the same. Um, you're older, I think it's uh, yeah, the red dress, and if you're younger, it's the green dress. But um, yeah, uh, that was also um, uh, pleasing to the eye. Okay, so here's where I have the issue with this film. What I just told you in the plot is all that it offers. It doesn't explore anything. It doesn't go deeper into the minds of cult members or, you know, cult leaders. It's just, 
it's a slog to get through and it's just one set piece after the other that you know kind of has like a little bit of information that's given to the audience and i'm not saying that you have to spoon feed us but uh this film goes in the opposite direction where it doesn't give us anything it just kind of gives us a basic kind of surface level cult story and it doesn't really do anything with it and when you get to the end it gets slightly more interesting and then the credits roll and i'm like well that wasn't a really potent you know climax in third act that just was an inevitable third act from the way the story was going and we kind of saw it coming and i want to know what happens after that but the movie just ends and I don't like using the P word, but this film does take the pretentious route where a lot of, uh, you know, flashbacks or nightmares or nightmare sequences or, you know, uh, things that are happening inside the minds of, you know, either Seller or other cult members. It's just, there's a lot of like, you know, well-lit and well-shot sequences and they are kind of, you know, they're effective in what they're given, but I just thought they were kind of random uh, in, injections into the story and it's like we get it like you know if she starts bleeding she's uh impure or oh we get it um uh there's a dying you know lamb out there and it's looking it's just i don't know i i found uh the the kind of structure to this film to be like oh we're gonna tell a little bit of the story and then oh look we're going to show you this like creepy you know uh shot or this creepy sequence and then we're going to get back to the story and don't you see like the sequence is you know what she's going through right now you know mentally and emotionally and everything it's like yeah we get that but it just felt like it was trying too hard that's what I was trying to um, get across it just felt like the director was trying way too hard to push the the unsettling creepy sequences that she's kind of constructing and just interjecting them in between the story, and it's not really having any impact whatsoever. So when you do that, and your hour and a half movie is just stretched out as thin as possible, it just feels like it's longer than it should. And it's, it's like I said, it's a chore to sit through. And maybe that's why it was constructed the way it was, because the story is so thin and there's nothing really going on that you've got to inject it with like these slow, kind of like drawn out sequences to pad out the time. That's the impression that it gave off. Like I said, some of them are well shot and some of them are well executed with, you know, dipping out uh, of the sound when people are screaming or, you know, uh, the kind of like disturbing sound design that's like hiding underneath everything. So like you can like subconsciously like hear it, but you're just really watching what's going on and it kind of like um, uh, gets to you on that level, but nothing absolutely nothing for me it just I I do think it's a film that had a lot of interesting ideas and they were executed to some extent but it wasn't to the fullest extent or you know they were just trying too hard it just I just felt like there was a lot of stuff there that could have been either expounded upon or kind of cut back or the way you executed it differently it just I don't know. I, it just was not a cult film that I thought really went anywhere. Told the basic story it needed to be told. You know, stuff was kind of predictable. We already knew what was going to happen. And the interjections uh, just really felt like uh, they were unnecessary and you could have delivered it in some better way. I don't know. I People that love this film, are gonna, I'm going to get blasted in the comments. You're going to be like, you idiot, like this... Those sequences meant this. You know, it's a, a metaphor for this. Like, I, I got all that. 
I got it. It just it just wasn't for me. And like I said, it was um, not fun to sit through. So unfortunately, I'm going to give the other lamb a D plus. Um, like I said, I like the way it looks, and some of the performances are are uh, well done. But for me, it just not something I would recommend. It hits VOD on uh, this Friday, April third. Check it out if you want, but judge for yourself, and you can let me know down in the comments. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com. Like this video, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast feed of Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast, so you can get up to date on whenever I do any type of content or when my co-host does content. It's uh, It's been fun during all this um, quarantine action. You know, we, we find creative ways to review stuff or, you know, find other things to review, so... But yeah, that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.